This episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is brought to you in part by Pinoracle Arcade and Pinball Repair. If you're in the DFW area and need an affordable arcade and pinball repair team, give the team over at Pinoracle your hard-earned coins and dollars. In my opinion, here's the best part. They come to your establishment and do all repairs in-house, so there's no worry on transportation, shipping, or delivery. It's all done from the comfort of your establishment. So if you want to give your machines a one-up and extra life, go call 682-205-8705. Contact Panoracle Arcade and Pinball Repair today and get a special discount by mentioning you heard it from Damien. It is NFL Draft Night, but it's still time for the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. We got some things to talk about tonight, including, well, let's, have, let's, let's talk festive in NFL Draft. We'll, we'll start there. Women's wrestling, exclamation point. A lot more of that to talk about. Let's get into it. Time to start tonight's show right now. What's up, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast, live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch us live on Twitch. Catch us live on all our social medias. Nigeria, alongside with Damian and Will, welcome back, gentlemen, to the show. Been a few weeks. Good to be <laughs> back. Absolutely. Definitely good to be back after that hiatus. Y'all held it down. Thank you very much. Yeah, so you are uh, repping the old brand. Shout out to uh, where I had first got accustomed to your work. So, uh, you know, a little nostalgia going on here tonight. Um, shout out to Last Mark Standing. If y'all know exactly what that is, shout out to Last Mark Standing. Question, question, off the record real quick, but on the record. You think if y'all were still running right now, y'all think y'all be one of the hottest podcasts? Without question. Y'all would definitely I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bat an eyelash without question. <laughs> Y'all were doing y'all thing. Can't even lie. Y'all was definitely doing y'all thing. Um, and also, give a quick shout out to my man, Phil, who joined me on the show last week. Phil of Grap City uh, Podcast uh, on Fightful.com. Me and Phil held it down. Uh, the rest of the crew here uh, were doing things. And, and that's okay because, you know, we got friends, got family folks that was willing to step in. And Phil, my guy, finally got everything aligned and he was able to join. And we knocked out a banger of a show last week. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's NFL draft night. Now, yeah, I know I get it. It's wrestling stuff, but like we're gonna kind of like intertwine that into some wrestling things. And here's how we're going to play that. So we know how the concept of the NFL draft works. Your team, you got a draft position, you pick a player. So we're gonna go down the line, starting with you, Will. You represent uh, one brand, any brand you want. It could be an independent brand, it could be uh <laughs> whatever brand it could be a top televised promotion it could be one of those mid-tier in, in purgatory it could be whatever you want oh purgatory Ooh. you put me on the spot right off the bat here first thing i want to say before i do anything else damien do you if you happen to have a pick ready to go like in the <laughs> chamber i'm willing to pass here and give it a second because i'm, I'm kind of like thinking here i'm like damn this is wide right. open let's let's so, do it this way and, and then yeah. you have to pick somebody that is unsigned right that's the it, key that's the key we're yeah. not talking about moving pieces around that are already on the field mm -hmm. moving a raw to smackdown nonsense no we're talking new new people that's what makes it interesting mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Ooh. Mm -hmm. okay so, now what about what about the aew roh affiliation well which brand are you repping because <laughs> uh, as far as the people that are not signed from the former Sinclair Broadcasting ROH, are they uh, 
eligible for this, I guess. If they're if they no, they're they're, signed, they're they're completely eligible. They're unsigned. They're, mm-hmm. they're eligible. Okay. Oh, is it, t- is it time to go to bat for Matt Taven? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no, 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 no. We will not be doing that. We will not be doing that. Okay. You know, I mean, that's a sweet deal because you don't just get him. <laughs> so <laughs> you get you get he, plus he, four added to your vitality. Yeah, the plus there four. There you go. There you go. Get some people to help set up the ring. Hang around ringside, all that good stuff. Yeah, nevertheless. Um, okay, okay. Off the top of my head, not having a ton of time to think about this as we got ready for the show tonight. I think the big elephant in the room is what? What? What is the deal with uh, Jonathan Gresham, ROH champion? We have not seen a graphic for him. I don't think I'm not mistaken, right? I'm not mistaken. There has not been. It's been a huge deal. Yeah. So. He has the ROH title. He's been on TV, but as far as we know, he has not been picked from what I've seen. And as far as we know, no talent was a part of that uh, purchase that as far as we, as we kind of also know, has, has never really seemed to have been officially consummated. So I'm not sure what's really up there either. Yeah. But I'm going to say Jonathan Gresham. And why the hell isn't he already all elite? What's up with that? <laughs> so AEW, not ROH. I mean, that's still like a very tricky question. But well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. But he's not AEW. Yeah, right. Like, he's just there. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not actually. It, you, it could go either way. I mean, if, if the idea is to relaunch ROH as a thing, as an actual thing, as we keep yeah. hearing, yet we keep hearing nothing tangible really about that, then okay, yeah, he'd probably want part of ROH. But I still have not heard anything tangible to make me believe ROH is really going to be its own separate entity. So in the meantime, hell, I'm going with that. Jonathan Gresham, why is he not all elite? There you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm stepping up here now. There's there's a person, and it may be just a tad bit biased, but I don't care because I am still puzzled. This person is not on television weekly. And that's my man, Savage Gentleman. I am still waiting for that big signy day of him. His style, his look, his craft. It's only getting better and better. I would like to see him be picked up. And in a very breaking news in, t- in going to WWE, I would Ooh. like to see him right pick up. Excuse, let me specify, in the NXT contract. I think he fits their mode. I think he has the look. I think as a heel, I think he makes big. I think he makes big strides. That's that's where I'm going with that one, and that would be my pack and my pick. And make sure I'm framing that right. As a representative of the NXT 2.0 brand, <laughs> I would love to bring a draft savage gentleman. And then if you think about it too, the gimmick even works with a brand as well too. It's a presentation. They're, it's they're way more aesthetic. into the gimmicks now, so yeah, that it, that, that does fit. Yeah, so and 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 with his background, MMA background, and just with his wrestling technique, uh, and just the look, it's it checks the boxes for me. NST 2.0. That's where I'm going at with that one. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna give you a quick Homer pick. Just one Homer pick. I know I'm cheating a little bit, and one begrudging pick. Because when I say the <laughs> name, y'all gonna look at me like, "Wow, you turned the corner." Okay, so number one, if I had to say a promotion, random promotion, of course, I'm going to take from Battle Club. That's the Homer pick. Okay. And I'm going to wind up plucking. Now, I don't know for sure if we count this person as signed because they're on WOW, but Harlow O'Hara. That's that's one I would... She would fit a lot of different promotions with her gimmick or just her presentation. You know, yeah. if you want to go to 2.0, she could be the sexy exorcist demon, whatever, you know. If you want to take her to AEW, you got Abaddon for her to feud with automatically for the Queen of the Dark. Already, that's pretty cool right there. So there, there's avenues. But here, here, here's here's the real pick, and I, I hate that I'm going to say this, because y'all know, especially Two Chains knows, I can't stand this person personally and professionally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about you personally, not like anybody. That's not my business. <laughs> Darius Carter. Yeah. That man, NWA. I'm going to say NWA for him. Mm. He would be one of the most detestable heels <laughs> in all of that promotion because of the irrational confidence that that man displays in his character. 
you know, I've seen in the Northeast when I was up there, the, the Stefan Urkel comparisons, the, the Black Del Rio, you know, all that stuff. But yet he's still here. And he's been in the ring with, with a lot of top names before they went elsewhere. And he's still not signed. And just even as a, as maybe even as a heel manager, if they don't even like his ring work, because he's very old school, very Randy Orton-esque. And I don't like to use that phrasing but he's very deliberate in his moveset. So I am surprised that he's not signed. And I'll say for Jamal in the chat, cause he's on the vacay. He said for Nova Pro, he would draft Tony Deppin as his first pick. I, I'm not, you're just being, I, I'm gonna let that go. Cause like at this point now, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Listen, let me turn it down a little bit. We ain't name any women. So that's let's, true. let's 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 go back down we the line. Harlow. Here. I, Harlow I said Harlow. He did. I mean, I, well, that was for your. Did you say that was your serious pick, or that you just was? Just, that was my Homer pick because of Battle Club Pro. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, let's do it one more time. Let's go down the line again. I because now I'm, I'm sure all the gears are turning. Now, Will. So yeah, back yeah. to you. Who, okay. Who? who? And, and listen, we, I, I'll just I I I hope you out in terms of just trying to weather who's available. Think about I, I everybody that works dark. Oh, okay. Oh no, 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 no. I, I had this one. I had a pick right away. This, if we're talking the ladies, we've we've mentioned this for a long time, and we've championed this before. Why has our 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 local our local favorite? She's gonna be on dark this week. Mm-hmm. Where where is our 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 paw cha- our pog champion? Where where is she? What, what, I mean, she's a god. She's on the Darna. She has the match with Willow this week. My God, Trisha Dora. Trisha Dora. Them, both of them, both of them. <laughs> yeah, Willow was gonna be my pick. Yeah, I mean, w- Willow as a baby face needs to be somewhere and it's locked re- up like yesterday. And Trisha Dora, as we know, can go-, go at it with anybody, male or female, mixes it up in all the genres. We've seen her all over the place. She's she's working on dark, getting appearances there. But whether I guess the question is, where, where would she fit best? I think is the thing who should pick her up and. God, I think there's there's an argument. I think it could be NXT or AEW. I think she'd fit great in NXT because she has that great story between her military right. background and yeah. everything. You know, yeah. and we know how they they love they love if they can do a military tie in down mm-hmm. there in Florida. We we, oh, we yeah. know that. So, and I I think that both of them NXT 2.0 just works. Mm-hmm. I, th- here's the thing. <clears throat> I think they both could work any promotion, but we didn't see Willow in AEW for so long and they haven't pulled the trigger. So at this point now, it's just like, well, this is one of those like, whoops, you missed out on that draft pick situations. And I think NXT has to be like the net suitable home. And I mean, you know, there's other promotions impact I think could work as well too. But I think, you know, if I legitimately wanted a brand that I felt, really suited these folks i think the two of them nst 2.0 so there's that but um i think it's time to get into topic real quick jamal in the chat said his second pick would be cash flow ken broadway <laughs> and i've been a ken broadway fan since the hog days back in 2016-17 so i second that pick yeah yeah more of the story here there is a bunch of folks who are available that we would like to see regularly on television i mean stp Oh, mm, geez, yeah, Shane Taylor Promotions. How could we have forgotten them? My God. <laughs> Just the elephant in the room. I will always lobby for a couple of other hometown folks. Uh, Bro Keller, uh, who's also going to yes. be on uh, on television uh, or dark next week. Um, and then Logan, who is probably the best kept secret in this area that I wish more and more people got to see. Um, so, but. Yep, time to get into uh, next topic of the night. And that now is the focus of women's wrestling. I have no clue where this topic is going to go because there's been so much that has come out. Uh, Whether there's compliments, whether there seems to be like a friendly war, friendly battle, um, but all eyes are on the state of women's wrestling right now. Now, if I may say, I believe this all stemmed from two events. NST 2.0 patting himself on the back for their uh, very uh, well-polished representation of their women on NXT. And then the second event would happen to be Becky Lynch and her comments about the AEW's women's division. Now, 
before we get into Zach Wilber said, just in case you have not heard about these things, I just want to say that Becky Lynch has got to get more credit about her social media work. Mm-hmm. It's like every time she says anything on social media, it catches attention. I mean, at this rate now, I mean, it, 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 it's starting to come almost like she's talking viral at any point. She says something, it's a story. It's 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 not just something that's picked up, but it's something that's completely viral across all outlets. And this is just another thing. And I mean, when you think about her and when she really rose to the top, it also was sort of a social media thing as well, too. The whole blood and everything with the video that came up with after that. And then she just embraced it, put the rocket pack on her, and it was just off to the race. And she's been one of the top talent ever since. Um, So, Will, uh, with you, first, let's go over NXT 2.0 and their accolade of of that night. Yeah, I think the way it happened was these comments from Becky happened first, and then it happened to be that NXT was that same night. This all kind of happened on Tuesday. So let's get Becky's comments in here first that kind of lit the fire and then we can talk we can segue that into the representation on nxt 2.0 so as far as becky lynch goes she was did an interview with drew garabo uh drew garabo live featured cut of the day is what this is from so it's not like she just went on social media and randomly put this out there she was asked a question about the competition between aew and wwe and the state of women's wrestling and What she had to say, quote, I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately, I don't think they are represented the way we are. They don't get as much time as we get. And frankly, they are not as good as we are. That's the big line that got pushed out there Mm. that, oh, (laughs) you know, that's going to rub some people the wrong way right there. But she goes on to say, we have certainly on Raw, we have the best women's division in the world. I say that without any hesitation in my voice. We have the best women's division in the world. Competition is great, and it's great that for there to be another place where I have a very good friend, Ruby Soho, over there, and I would love to see her as champion one day. I would love to see her get the spotlight she deserves. Competition is always great. Over here, we're on another level, end quote. So a little bit of company, you know, banging the drum there which i would expect from either side that's perfectly fine you're you're not going to sit there and be like you know well i i don't think we're you know we're not measuring up these days you know i mean you got to expect that part but the key part to me of this whole comment to me was the first words she said where she talked about how they aren't represented the way we are they don't get the time that we do and i think that's the key part to focus on that she was talking about representation not necessarily who's better, having better matches, better wrestling, but the representation between the two, I think, is very different. Clearly. Oh, oh, we, 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 so there's three parts to it. I think we should, okay, kind of just address with some yes or no's, or, or do we agree or don't agree? So, what was the first part, part of this again? Let's, let's recap this and, and go down. Let's, 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 let's get what size of the fence we're all on this first. So, what was the first part of her statement? Okay, I don't think they are represented the way we are. They don't get as much time as we get. And frankly, right. they're not as good as we are. It's just, All right, so those are the three points. So those yeah. are the three points. So she says she don't feel that they're represented as good as we are. That's the, That was the first line, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we agree? Yes. I think that's totally fair. Just, just given the amount of people, as we get into the NXT part from that night where they talk about having 23 women in a Mm -hmm. two hour show, but just the sheer numbers of the number of people that WWE will work into their shows. We're not just talking matches. We're talking backstage, we're talking appearances, storylines, you know, tons of different ways, promos, everything all together. I think that's all that all counts as representation in my mind. Yeah. There was a wrestler that was, you know, did not resign her contract at AEW that kind of said these same things about representation and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but you know, folks, folks caught their shit when they were just like oh nah, da 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 so once again swole new but that's another conversation for another day but no i i agree like yeah i, I don't think they're represented to their caliber i think aw's women's division is top notch but i don't think they're a focal point i don't think their value as if they're valuable and i don't think that there seems to be stake in terms of taking them to the next level on the contrary, though, 
I will say, as much as I get Becky Lynch props for her social media presence, I think that there's a wrestler on the AEW side who is doing that too. And I think that if you, they're not going to give you opportunities and folks are saying, well, I'm going to make it my own. And 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 when you think about the baddie session, section and hmm. how those folks are now starting to get, we, we've been asking for a long time, where the hell is Kira Hogan at? <laughs> and, and, and and here she is all of a sudden and and i think other wrestlers um are also taking note to this and they figure like well this is an opportunity to one help build the brand uh, help build this stable or whatever gimmick whatever you want to call it and also potentially help themselves get some rec- uh recognition so i just think that you know by brand representation that's not close but i think if folks then took it into their own initiative. I mean, I think that changes the, the conversation just a little bit. So the second part was what again now? I'm sorry, I keep forgetting these things. Let me go back here. The second part was they don't get as much time as we get, which we all, we, we how forever in a day, of course, we've always heard about, you know, there's only one women's match on the show. We always hear sure. about regarding Dynamite. There's only one women's match. There's only one women's match. But as we just said, I don't I don't count this all as just, Bell to bell, ring time matches. That's Not it. Because there's there's promos, there's backstage stuff. If there's stuff where the women are mixed in with stuff that the guys are doing, there's plenty of ways to feature women in a wrestling show. It's not yeah. just all bell to bell matches. That's an important part. But just because you're having you know one match a show, I, I don't look at that as a, as as an excuse. But uh, that uh, go ahead to that what we were talking about with the uh the, nxt trumpeted that night i'm gonna give you the breakdown of that because they put out their little infographic of what they did on nxt this week after becky lynch made these comments so it was 24 different women featured over a two-hour show three matches one mixed tag and then a lot of that with a lot of the women being featured they had featurettes for the announcement of the women's breakout tournament that they're about to start running. So throughout the night, you had little video packages of this person's coming. Here's a new face. This person's coming. So there was a lot of that where they had little vignettes about here's this person. They're going to be part of the show. Here's this person. They're going to be part of the show. But 24 in a two hour period. I mean, even I mean, like that might almost be overkill. <laughs> you got that damn many. <laughs> and never mind that one of those three matches was uh, the main event with Mandy and uh, and uh, the former Roxy. What's she going by? Her name now is uh, Roxanne. Uh... Yeah. Roxanne, Roxanne something, whatever her last name is. Roxanne, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that was I saw, event that night. right when I saw twenty four. I was like, wow, that's, that seems uh, unreal. But they did it, and I think that's a good try. And I don't think it was like a force, like, hey, we got to do this to do it. I think it just happens to be what the program was, and thus it worked. And yeah, going forward, all eyes are going to be on that tournament and see how those new folks get represented. I think NXT under the WWE brand does tournaments second to none. You know, the uh, Young classic is one of the most legit tournaments of all time. And if this even decides to follow that recipe, that would be amazing. And hell, even if they still did the May Young classic, I would be lobbying for that. Cause that's just some of the best time in the world all coming here um, and, and putting on for a two day show. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, I, I think you know, outside of Jade Cargill and um and AEW, I don't, I feel like if they're not giving these women time, then they're just getting lost in the mix, and it's not helping their argument in terms of how good potentially some of these folks are. When you got, you know, the folks of uh, Britt Baker and Tony Storm and Ruby Soho and. Uh, who else is on the on there? Uh, just you know, just talent that you know. You if you if you blended the two rosters together, you know, one person may be number one on AEW, but the next person, number two, is going to be WWE. They're just, they're just right there. You know, it's not going to be the top ten AEW or top ten WWE in the in the bottom uh, eleven through twenty. The other brand, you know, so it, it's just a matter of how these brands decide to represent them. And I think WWE, right. we don't got the whole like. It's women's wrestling time. It's just it just happens, you know, and, and these segments just flow and it just happens to be whatever they're going to be. And I think that that's important for the viewers is that to kind of normalize women's wrestling instead of it just being like a special attraction or like a well, here's our counteract to the to those claims and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like I I, I we 
obviously can talk about it another day or whatever, but like WWE ain't completely off the hook in terms of pandering. We know what happens in February. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, so like, don't get it twisted. But like, yeah, as of right now, the women's representation, I think, has been good. And I think AW, as we've been saying for a while, could definitely be better. So Becky Lynch sending off fire uh, uh, warning shots. I mean, hey, if it's going to make everybody step up, then so be it. It's better for the state of wrestling. Damien, I want you to get in there because um, I feel like I just see the gears turning in statements and things you're thinking about this because it's it truly is a complex thing. You know, we want just whether it's our favorites of fans or whether it's our friends over the years or whether it's just, you know, just what we want the sports to evolve to. There's work to be done on both of their ends. And, you know, with the women talking, this is a good step forward, period, to me. Well, since Jamal's not here, I'll say it. It needs more Stephanie McMahon because, you know, she created women's wrestling. So that's that's <laughs> number course. one. That's number one. The women's revolution all goes to her. Uh, okay, here, here's my here's my, my, my first question I'm going to pose to, the, to you all. We're talking about underrepresentation from the AEW side. Okay, you're in the booking chair. I'm not saying faves. I'm not saying someone, oh, they should be pushed better. If you take all the things into consideration, if you take uh, star power, if you take in-ring work, if that's your thing, marketability, who is someone that you think should have a bigger light shown on them than, let's say, Thunder Rosa, let's say, Britt Baker, let's say, Jade? Who's the next one up that fills that bill? That's my first question. And then the second question is, does AEW, because we're comparing apples to oranges almost in terms of time. Raw, three hours. NXT, two hours. SmackDown, even though last week they didn't have one women's match, that's still two hours. I'm not counting NXT UK. So already, we already got, what, seven hours of programming? AW, three. So it's a little, okay, I don't really count dark and elevation. But if you want to, fine. Wider audience net. It's still a disparity. In my estimation. So I, I don't want to judge it on the same level. My biggest problem with NXT uh, 2.0 is the fact that it's basically Instagram thirst traps all damn day with less focus on wrestling, only because they're trying to find who's most marketable. Like, it makes sense to me from a business standpoint. Who is the target demographic of, of, of wrestling typically? Males 18 to 49. What, correct? Can I, can I, I just want to interject real quick. But also, they've also been targeting folks with brands and platforms before they even are signed. So that's Correct. sort of like, a, next, like next in line when they sign those two uh, twin sister, were they lacrosse or basketball players? Sisters. Yeah. Yes. Haven't played liquor wrestling, haven't done liquor wrestling, but yet next in line. Why? Social media following. So yes. marketable. Nikita yeah, Lions, Lash, Lash Legend for, for all their physical attributes. Let's be honest. Physical attributes, mm-hmm. Johnny Ace I, and all, and Bruce Pritchard. Johnny Ace I'm, and Bruce I'm, Pritchard. I don't know. Nikita Lyons is still like the total package. I, she got good fight choreography. She came from Wow. You so and me, you and me, and maybe four other people know her from Wow, dude. Okay, <laughs> only like five people know her from Wow, and yeah. two of them are on this podcast. So <laughs> she's still fresh in a lot of like pervs minds. So yeah. I want I want to throw it back on the question. Who is the next person up for AEW since we have all these new women coming on NXT 2.0? And now Raquel going up to SmackDown, a little bit of fresh blood. Right. Who's the next one up? For AEW? It's hard yes. to tell because, like, they have folks Who that would are you put? that's not signed. That's now, the if issue. We're, if we're doing it, how NXT is doing it. By, like, marketable. the metrics of who, who, who's marketable, who's getting attention outside of wrestling, at least right before she signed. I mean, Tony Storm... That OnlyFans announcement that blew up the damn, you know, social media. <laughs> one day, will so, <laughs> to take to take the you know the Nikita Nikita Lions approach. There's mm. there's something to be, but of course, I would say also since then that cooled off very quickly. That yeah, was hot did. for a minute. That was hot for a minute, and then people quickly realized, oh, it's not. This isn't what we want it to be, which they never <laughs> should have expected anyway. But props <laughs> to Tony Storm, make that money. You know, do do whatever you got to do, make that oh, money. Boy. Folks had all kinds of ideas about that. <laughs> I, I would say of who you got right now without adding anybody is probably Tony Storm. Because it's, it's clear that Jade okay. and Britt Baker and, of course, Thunder Rose is the champ. That's like their, their main three right now. So once you get under that, it's probably Tony's the one to go with. Because Ruby Soho, I'd say, but she's definitely cooled off. 
since she's gotten there. She she had mm-hmm. like her, you know, her runaway moment when she showed up, but I mean, she's on dark most of the time now. We just don't see her. So True. if anybody or or actually wait, this popped in my head. The other possibility would be Jamie Hayter. Yeah, you took mine. Yep, that's exactly who I was <laughs> thinking. It's one of those two: Tony Storm or Jamie. Oh, that's oh, Jenna, man. And there's only there's one other name that checks all these boxes as well, too. And that's Paige Van Zant. That's a big name. That's oh, a brand. Babyface now. It doesn't matter. She can go either way easily. I, she has an established brand, a, a background, um, actually has some skills, some talent. You know, I, yeah, I think they got it. But yeah, yeah, say who's the next one up? I think these are all great names on paper, but what are they going to do? Because Sheeta, where she's been at, I think she is the complete total package. And you talk about an ambassador for a country and, and, and the eye key focus of equality and just mm-hmm. being champions or understanding what it takes to have that spotlight and dependable and young at that too. I, I don't know. And right now you're just like, well, where is she? Where is she? So, you know, he wrestled know. last night against uh, Serena. I know. And the thing is, like, that's been a program for how long? <laughs> 72 years. Yeah, exactly. Years. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk some more in a second. Um, it's time for us to hit a quick commercial because we love these things. You know what I mean? We love we love to pay the bills. That's what we do best here. Pay the bills. We'll be back in a second, folks. Our next partner has a product I use almost daily. AG1 from Athletic Greens is as close to a magic vitamin supplement as you can get. And help somebody like me who's constantly on the go. Maintain my optimal fitness and health levels as much as possible. So what's in this stuff you're going to wonder? 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right and help with all the digestive help you need. AG1 goes where I go. It goes to work with me, to the gym, or even when I'm covering events. Keeps me going when I need a boost because let me tell you, at the rate I go, I don't slow down for anybody and this is the most helpful thing I can think of to help me get over that hump. Has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good and for me, most importantly, supports better sleep and quality recovery because everybody who knows me knows I don't sleep a lot of hours because I'm always working. But it helps in the long run. Trust me on that one. Now, for you all wondering, I know what you're thinking. How much does it cost? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than fueling your cold brew habit or going to Starbucks to get the Mocha Wata Evachino. Now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Take it from me. It's a lot easier. And to make it easier on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Trust me, you'll thank me later. All right, welcome back to the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast, live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on the Twitch, live on Twitter. Catch us, interact with us. And if you can't, it's all good, because you can catch the replay of each episode the following day on all audio podcast platforms. We still got more women's wrestling to talk because there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about it and we enjoy it. And then, and rather our takes seem to be combative or they just seem to be very hot and spicy. We just all truly are just passionate. We just want to see women's wrestling become better to the point that we, I wish we could stop saying women's wrestling where we just like wrestling. But until then, <laughs> we got to make sure we put emphasis on the ladies who are doing it. Um, just as good, if not better than the men at times. So there's that. Next thing for me on our agenda here, I feel, is there is some matches and, and, and other things in regards to women's wrestling happening this week. I want to go and talk about this Dynamite match for a minute. The baddies 
with Jay Cargill mm. and uh, Trisha Dore, uh, Sky Blue, I believe it is, and Willow Nightingale. <sighs> My issue is that this match, anywhere in the world, you go see this, is going to draw unbelievably. Could yes. be a main event. Not a, not even a question. And it's on Rampage, and I'm not going to discredit Rampage. You know, my personal feelings to me is that Rampage is just runoff time, whatever it may be. Not only do will there be a lot of emphasis on this match as the state of women's of 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 what's the state of women's wrestling in AEW, but also we now have to start to sit back and say like, now you are bringing in like Trish. I feel is major talent. Mm-hmm. Willow's major time. Those two ladies were also in the ROH Women's Tournament right before the doors got closed. I think there has to be there 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 needs to be a huge incentive after this match, whether it's a signing or just something to it. I am very much uncomfortable with the idea if they're coming in for this match and then they're just being walked out the door i mean the representation in this match is already crazy across the board we'll put it there for that for, for what it's worth but with that and then with the idea uh and then with the match coming next week with diana Perazzo and um mercedes martinez for the ROH women's championship then I just start to really just start getting all these sorts of different ideas in my head that just really, really, really just seem to just get under my skin and almost want to piss me off because I'm almost worried again that <laughs> top talent are being brought in to be used to be rolled out. So here's my Here here's go. my question. Here's my question. Starting off with the Rampage match, what's need, what needs to happen here? That's the big thing. What needs to happen in this match? Because it can't be I, a squash. Absolutely not. So yeah, what, it, what, it, in theory, in theory, it should be a showcase. It should be a yes. showcase for all involved. Ideally, that's what it would be. Obviously, people, you know, someone's going to have to lose. Someone's going to have to win. But there's a way to showcase people and put a spotlight on people, especially if you're trying to fill up another roster as ROH women, if that is the goal in the long run. Now, obviously, I was not in Philadelphia, but from what I heard coming out of that show was – all this people saw that match announced and they got really excited from people that were there i heard was yeah don't get too excited to watch it Same. so i heard it, it did not get a lot of time so we'll see you tomorrow night but the, i not hear people raving about things that were actually there in the building so it, it might be a case of this is something that looks good on paper but not so much in execution i would prefer that not to be the case but i guess we'll know tomorrow night and 20 bucks, I already know who takes the pin. You don't even got to oh. look up spoilers. You don't got to ask anybody. Think about the people involved. Who takes the pin? Yeah, I mean, after Willow got beat by Brandy, I said at this point now, she's definitely in it to, to I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I mean, like, we're all aware of the PWI rank rankings. We've seen Trish, the number one woman in on the PWI 500, and then very high in the women's. Uh, she is uh, the champion. She's the Pog champion, a world champion, a, ro- a world recognized championship. And you just got to bring her in and just don't really do anything with her. I mean, that just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, if it had been any other male, it's just like, oh, well, that's a big name. We're not going to just let him go out the door. Like even fucking Danhausen got sound and like. <laughs> well, that, well, that's just, well like I mean, me. that's just it. There are plenty uh, of women out there that you can, if you just need bodies to fill a match to feature the baddies. There's plenty of people you can insert into that role. Why are you using specifically marketable people that have a presence, that have some name value, that like we said, if this match was happening elsewhere on the indies, it could be a very big featured attraction of a match. As you were talking, well, this actually struck my mind. It's happening on Rampage. Not mm-hmm. on dark, not on elevation, because typically if it's on darker elevation, you have some some one timer, some jobber, mm-hmm. you know, to use that term. But it's on rampage, and rampage is typically used to get newer talent who are ready for TV and not YouTube a bigger a bigger stage. For instance, Kiera Hogan, uh, Red Velvet. We saw we saw Yuta getting over more rampage. Right. You know, you got Joe wrestling Trent. So, 
Trisha Dora, former Ring of Honor competitor, like you said, world-renowned, you know, world champ, world champ on Rampage and not Dark. So maybe, just maybe in the crazy mind of Tony Khan, I'm holding out hope here, that that is a stepping stone for Trish to actually be a part of the Women's Ring of Honor because it's not on Dark or Elevation. Maybe, I, I, I mean, I even though, I, I, even though, like we said, don't get your hopes up. Right. <laughs> and I also think dark. And I'm also thinking like, where, where, where does always fit in all of this? Because as we go <laughs> and like, you can still chime in on this if you, if y'all want, but like sure. you have two, they were signed to ROH. So you have two ex ROH talent mm-hmm. that even if you didn't know they were signed, you know them as being major uh, major names on the independence, right? Willow's been through there a lot. Trish has been there a few, been through a few times. So they're not new to being AEW, but I just don't understand why they'd be there because I would think like this would be a good showcase to actually give them time, put it under the eight, the ROH brand, let it do what it do. The baddies versus the ROH, you know, regulars, we want to call them whatever it may be. Like make it worth something. Build up ROH while building up them. You know, giving them a potential landing spot instead of them just being used. You know what I mean? Like to this point now, this kind of feels like uh, what what just happened last week? Not Talladega. Um, was it Talladega? Uh, what race was last week? Um, in NASCAR. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll come to me in a second. But point of the matter is, you go around the thing a few times, and you just say, "Oh, got swap tires." put some new ones on and going around again. That's what it's starting to feel like with some of these independent times that's being used. It's just like, oh, we ran this race, come back, throw a new set on, run them around and do it. And they're not getting any value. You know, it's just like they're dispensable. It reminds us of the comment of two weeks ago when we talked about which is ROH the brand, which then comes down to the bigger question of, well, the ROH Women's Championship, this is a big deal. We were wondering when things were going to line up for the, uh, to, for the interim and for the champion, Deanna and Mar- Mercedes, and this is happening on Dynamite. I feel like this is pay-per-view quality. I mean, didn't they just announce what the main event for Double or Nothing was going to be? You didn't want to stretch this out to them. Is this not the closest but potentially only thing that they've done in terms of the forbidden door for women with impact? And it's right. quickly just being... uh, uh just a match. No big deal. And I even started to look at Deanna Prazo's uh, social media where folks were kind of lobbying about how that match should be booked. And I hate to say it because <laughs> he's exactly right. But Matt Cordona was like, something's terribly wrong with wrestling if you lose this match. And you call it what you want. But we know what's happening, what's going to happen here. It's literally just going to be an exchange of the titles. And then thank you very much for your services. And we'll be done with you after that. This is a big deal to me. And it's just being put on Rampage. I mean, uh, Dynamite, instead of a pay-per-view for the ROH Women's Championship in a Forbidden Door match. Hell, why couldn't it be at Forbidden Door? It's It works there, too. So, mm. questioning to you, gentlemen, because I'm clearly ranting. What is your mate, and how does that match be handled now? What 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 do you foresee the outcome of that match? Mercedes wins. Yeah, I mean, it, it it goes back to the whole thing we were saying earlier that <laughs> regardless of what they keep saying about you know bringing out these ROH titles and having them on FTR or Samoa Joe or different people, it goes back to yeah, you got these belts, but what are you doing with them? We we right. I, I I can't get excited for anything involving those titles yet because I have no reason to believe there's any long term plan in place here. There's no show being built. You know, we I think you you at least need a show for these damn belts to exist. Otherwise, do a do a damn unification. Like, like what's the point? You know, wh- why are we stringing this along as a thing? I think you know we said it from the beginning when he bought the darn place or as it started the purchase process that. On paper, yeah, it sounds great, but actually making it a reality is a completely different thing. And that's what we're seeing here now. It's months later, and we're no closer to having these question answer these questions answered than we were on day one. So, yeah, I would assume Mercedes is under contract. Mercedes is going to get the belt. 
why why is it why why bring why bring in Deanna? What what's in it for him to bring in Deanna unless he has something concrete to actually do with her when he can just give it to Mercedes who he already has under a deal. Yeah. And that was the thing too. During the media scrum after Supercard of Honor, you know, he said he wanted to do a match already for that title, but Deanna contractually couldn't make Supercard. She was already busy with Impact. So right there, and then you knew, okay, it was only a matter of time before she's dropping it, but to who? Here's where my, and I love Mercedes Martinez as a wrestler. Here's where my interest waned while watching Supercard of Honor. They had a perfect opportunity to start a new face for Ring of Honor women's division and having Willow go over. And they went with Mercedes. So now you have taken Mercedes Martinez, who admittedly said when she's in there, she's working with the girls to make them be the best that they can possibly be. She's being that tradeswoman, helping out where she can, right? That, yeah. Like de facto trainer with Serena. There's no intrigue now for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. There is zero intrigue because now for me as a fan of a women's wrestling aficionado and fan, if you had Deanna versus Willow, it would have been an intriguing matchup because I don't think I've seen that too often. That's but now you have two known commodities. You know what you're going to get, but what does this do for Ring of Honor? This isn't a new talent that people haven't seen before. This isn't an intriguing prospect. It's Mercedes potentially being a transitional title holder like Minoru Suzuki when he dropped it to Joe. That's the big thing with the Ring of Honor Women's Division for me personally is not that Mercedes is going to win the title. It's who she's going to drop it to. That's yeah, more yeah. intriguing to me. Yeah. And the, the only the only way this gets interesting is if for some reason Deanna wins it and we start seeing the beginning of a build to Ring of Honor is actually going to be something. But for that to happen, though, the key thing needs to come. Ring of Honor needs its own stars that are yes. not perceived as the cast-offs from AEW that Tony <laughs> Khan didn't have time for or didn't have room for. It can't be that. It needs, it's going to need its own people. Deanna would fit that mold since she hasn't been in AEW, so she could be that. But you're going to need more people like that. I think the key thing you'll need is key people holding those belts like Jonathan Gresham, the people mm -hmm. who have not been through AEW already. Because if ROH is just going to be, oh, here's, you know, we, we let's, put, let's put a belt on a Lance Archer. Make him TV oh champ or something that, that you know, <laughs> someone like that, where it's just like, yeah, it's, it's the people we couldn't, you know, find time for that we already had or the people that were on YouTube. That ain't going to fly. People ain't going to have an interest in that. It needs its own stars that are interesting in their own way that don't have that stench of, you know, they're the they're the people that uh, they're over here in the corner. Don't have nothing to do tonight. They can be Ring of Honor people. No, that ain't going to work. But like I'm you so said, that's. That that's a that seems to be a big ask at this point. I'm just so pissed off thinking about it. Like I can't even really phantom my like emotions in a way that I can put together very uh, educated sentences. It just makes no sense. And, <laughs> and we just got Deanna and uh, Marseilles Martinez earlier this year on Impact when Mar yeah when she was kind of running her her world tour of next person step up, uh, you know, champ, champ challenge and Mars and, and they, and they wrestled the banger and we just seen it. <laughs> so uh, to me, I think that, you know, yeah, I, I, I like what you're, what you're, what you're selling, Damien. I, I definitely think Willow was a, was a, a better pick and hell. She should be signed. <laughs> That's the Going back to what we were saying. Correct. Back to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get that and i like i'm not i'm not saying sign as if like it's like like a uh like somebody's owed it but i mean damn I, when you start saying like what what type of person do you want on your roster i mean she has to fit at least 95 percent of the qualifications dear like you know and then five percent is just unknown things we don't know about but like i i just don't get it and man i, I don't know maybe what do i know i'll never run a wrestling promotion Last thing for the night, folks, Ember Moon. All right, what, what happened? Because apparently oh, an interview, boy. snippets of the interview, but a major interview is going to be dropping tomorrow. So what do, what do we know thus far from good old Ember Moon? Uh, well, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon. Oh, boy. So let's see how this breaks down. So Chris Van, is it Fleet? Fleet? Chris Van, Van Beat. The guy. His last name always trips me up. Chris he Van interview Beat. dropping. He has an interview dropping tomorrow on his uh, YouTube channel that some clips went up from today with Athena, the formerly Ember Moon 
of NXT talking about her, the the end of her time there, the switch over to NXT 2.0, her frustration with a number of things in the, in the final days and what's getting a lot of attention. Let's see, where is the the big quote that got a lot of attention this afternoon? I want to find it here to make sure I have this correct from our, uh, our discussion earlier today, she was talking about NXT 2.0, the transition from Hunter's version of NXT to this new version of 2.0. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So there's a lot of time. Of course, we've been talking about it, about how the new NXT 2.0 definitely has a lot more sizzle between toxic attraction, between Nikita Lions. I think Lash Legend kind of falls under that heading. But I wouldn't say that's the entire show, but it's definitely noticeable that there's a lot more uh, sex appeal in this version mm-hmm. of NXT. And what she was saying, I guess if they were uh, once she got injured and she was trying to, figure, trying to figure out what to do with her, they had her, you know, in a coaching role trying to do stuff with that. And then she goes into this, this clip that is up. She talks about how we would have to sit through these stupid meetings about how we'd have to dress sexy. I remember looking at someone else and laughing. I catered children. I'm not about to wear fishnet booty butt cheek shorts because we had a two hour <laughs> meeting about how to dress like Mandy Rose. That's not fair. Mandy's absolutely phenomenal and amazing person, but not everyone is Mandy Rose. And I don't think anyone would argue with that. Obviously everyone cannot fulfill that role nor should they otherwise that you have if, if everyone on the show looks like toxic attraction then they don't stand out <laughs> you got you got to have differences on there and all that and toxic attraction does what they do very well i, I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that male or female they play that role perfectly but as i mentioned earlier today i think all you gotta do is look at their current feud and who's across the ring from them and you have wendy chu who's literally wrestling in pajamas so we can't say that that whole show is completely about sex appeal, though it's completely, it has definitely upped the ante of it. I think, like, if I look at Cora Jade, she's coming out there doing a skater gimmick. She's not, a, she's not even out there, like, you know, in a AJ Lee shorts or anything. So it, there's, there's levels. Wasn't she at first? Didn't they have a rock in the, the high top of uh, the high socks and the, and the chucks, just like AJ? Uh, trying to remember uh, karen q no cora let me look let me look hold on i'm trying to remember i don't know Maybe i mean she, isn't she wearing long trunks now i i don't know i mean i don't so oh, no, she, has looking, she does have she does have shorts she doesn't she has but she has tight she has that checkerboard deal going on she's not yep. in jeans they're definitely not as tiny as a uh, some of these typical, people we've seen it's, it's typical southern cow skater outfit so like skater girl yeah Correct. Yeah. yeah I, and that's probably not even a gimmick. I don't know where she's from. I'm not really familiar with her work, but I mean, like, that's Chicago, probably a lifestyle. I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, actually, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the women's war games right now at the end of that match when they won, and Kaylee Ray is right next to her, and Kaylee Ray's uh, tights are smaller than hers. So it, yeah. it goes, you know, it is it is what it is. But yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say that everyone in NXT 2.0 is completely just doing a sex appeal gimmick. I wouldn't yeah. say. Right. I would, and, and like I told you in the group chat, psychologically, Will, really fast. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's some, hear it. Some would say the dressing up of Wendy Chu in a, in, as a grown-ass woman in a onesie <laughs> with pigtails is hitting another fetish. Another fetish. <laughs> another right, right. fetish. Because some people like that baby doll thing, and there's Jeez. a subsect out there that think it's the hottest thing in the world. So psychologically, they still might be appealing to another part of the audience. Yeah, okay. and then what? And then and then her old gimmick, she's doing, you know, this uh Mortal Kombat shit. Yeah, and, the Mortal Kombat stuff. Yeah, and he's like, Oh my gosh, she's cosplaying, et cetera, et cetera. And then they think she's some type of E anime girl. So like you can't win for losing out here, no matter what you do, you know. I I don't I don't I, I those folks, man, they're Oh, man. The NXT folks are our special breed. We'll just say that. I I actually don't have a problem with anybody's attire. I'm not. No, I, I don't. just is. I think I think mm-hmm. everybody is just working a gimmick that they are comfortable with, and everything is very drastically and uniquely different. Presentation is different, and I think that as we talk about the transition, it works. And I think this is prepping people better for the main roster. And I think that right in prepping for the main roster is 
prepping you for sports entertainment and being mm-hmm. very uh what's the word to, to be very flexible um to whatever it may be i think yeah try all these things out until something stick i mean uh wendy chu and and, and you know she was doing the uh, you know the the ninja motor combat thing and then you know she was doing uh the uh the undead thing she's one of those folks and um now this and i mean like that's just the person that tells me like she's just one step away one 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 more thing and she's main roster ready i mean she's she's oh, yeah, she, she can segue into any role whatsoever that and she in her own way knocks it out so you yeah. know what kudos to her yeah exactly so I don't know. And I, I think that uh, to kind of go back to Ember Moon's comments, I think that the way how she feels, she's completely entitled to feel that way. I, I think that's fine. I think she stood up for herself. And if, if mm-hmm. it doesn't work, then she did what was best for her, you know, and can't be mad at that. Yeah, and that, there, and there was, that's the thing, cl- too. Go ahead, Will. There's, there's, there's clear frustration in, in, in what the comments that we got out today that, I mean, I'm sure she's not thrilled about how things ended up there in the last yeah. few months. And it, as we all know, that the direction clearly changed back in September. There was a clear change of direction, a change of plans, a change of leadership. And when that happens, you know, she wasn't the only one. S- some people aren't going to come along for that ride on the, on the new thing. And it's not always necessarily, you know, a personal thing. It's just, Hey, we're, you know, now we're going to go off here to the right. And, uh, what we're going to do over there, we don't see you fitting this. You were fitting the old plan and you know, that's life. You know, <laughs> that, that can happen in any darn line of work. So you know, that's one of our frustrations in the thing that she talked about. They wanted to make her, you know, ha- possibly have her be a coach. And they're saying, that they're saying she didn't do anything wrong and all this. And it's like, well, yeah, you might've fit perfectly fine for what the black and gold, vision was but now we're in you know the nickelodeon paint splat era of nxt and it's clearly a different playing field now it's a different playbook and what worked then isn't necessarily going to work now and a lot of what they're doing now is bringing in you know with that new look they wanted new faces so i I think it just kind of is what it is it she had a good run there for a good number of years and some people it works out for and some people it doesn't. I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything malicious on anyone involved here. I'm really curious to hear the rest of the interview. Cause you know, when these clips are put out, they're always put out, you know, to get attention. So yeah. I, I want to hear, I want to hear the clips. full context of a lot yeah. of this stuff. Chris is good. When he, Chris is good at what he do. Um, and it's total professional. So like, I definitely don't feel like this was one of those like clickbait type of things. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely expect this to be like a legitimate, really thorough interview. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, listening to the rest as well. And, and real quick, I just want to say, we don't typically feed the Twitter trolls around here, but I saw a big upswell on social media that she would, that people took it like she was burying Mandy and where, where in yeah. that did you did you see that she was talking trash about Manny in that entire clip? It was yeah. I didn't need two hours to be told how to dress and act like Mandy Rose. Yeah. Right. That's it. And then also, and she Mandy. followed up very clearly saying that Mandy is great at what she does. And that, that exactly. whole point is like it's like we can't be like Mandy Rose because Mandy Rose already kills being Mandy Rose. That's There's exactly. no reason for me to try and be like Mandy Rose. Why do you want the imitation when you have the real thing right there? That's that. That was my take. Is this like she definitely put Mandy over by saying that no one could be Mandy? She's good at what right. she does. That's why she's Mandy Rose. Bang! That means she's one of a kind. That right there. Oh. Well, it just only solidifies everything Cody Rose been yeah. saying. Cody Rose, uh, Corey Graves been saying about her for the last three years before he got married, obviously. But you know, God's greatest creation solidified. And here's uh, another thing about the NXT 2.0 real quick that I've noticed about me just watching it because now lately I've been paying attention because you know how much I hated it at first. So here's where the disconnect between the in-ring portion doesn't match up with the sports entertainment portion. These men and women don't have the benefit of touring or doing indie shows mm-hmm. in between episodes. They need that coconut you know, loop back. Big time. They don't. They need the Coconut Grove loop. They need that whole Panama loop to get the kinks out. Yep. To be able to work they on do. their craft in front of a live audience that isn't the CWC or whatever the hell they call it now. Yeah. So I, that's the that's for me. That's the disconnect that I'm willing to you know kind of just overlook because 
Where else they go and work it? They go and work it in the performance center? No. Okay, but there's no cameras. There's no audience. There's no presentation. But no, they what they're doing is they're uh, cherry picking folks and putting them on these Raw and SmackDown tours and seeing how they fit. I mean, and we've seen it happen with a few folks already, which is why I think the transition to the main roster works because you're able to be able to kind of say like, oh, let's give it. It's the, it's, it's the whole JV and varsity thing in high school where it's just like, oh, yes. you may not be ready for varsity, but you'll play a few games of varsity. We'll see how you play. We'll see you back down to JV and, 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 and go from there. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. And hell, Maybe that is the recipe they're, they're taking, considering that they got this whole NIL thing coming in and all those college folks. So maybe that translation makes sense to them in talking to that term. So, yeah, I'm exhausted, folks. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. And this is because, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm glad you two are back. It's, it's always fun when, when the crew is here. Um, it's just exhausting because I just feel like, there's been so much. I mean, when you think about evolution, the all women's pay-per-view, and then you can mm-hmm. go to NWA and what they've done. And then you think about when Impact had that blockbuster year of signings and their women's division was coming out the gate swinging. Um, and all these different moments in women's wrestling history when you think about like just the steps they take forward that goddamn how are we still talking about just the basic representation of them on a weekly basis that is just what frustrates me is that it's like it's almost it's almost like a 50 50 it's almost like it's almost like a seven leg parlay because that's the popular thing going on right now and so it's like yeah, that match is definitely going to be two minutes. Not even a question. Why is that even an assumption that's probably going to hit? That first and second leg of that bet is going to hit on those alone. Like, those three matches, definitely under two minutes. Not even a question. And it's just, it's such, a, it's so normal. It's so wrong. That's just my thing. And even looking at this championship match, that should be a huge deal. Huge deal. Always champion, Deanna Perrazzo, making her debut in AEW. In the, a forbidden door match, when you have Mercedes Martinez, a uh, AEW signee being signed for who's going to become the new champion of this brand, of this very notable, uh, this very notable and world-renowned title, and it's just going to be just a, oh, it happened type of thing. I can't. I I can already hear commentary being cringe. I don't even want to go there. I can already hear it right now. It's gonna just be. Ugh. Jim, anything else you want to add for tonight? Nope. I think All we right. hit it. I think we hit everything we thought we were going to hit. Um, I think uh, the state of women's wrestling is is better than what it was, you know, what it has been. I know it's not the four horsewomen of NXT, and we need to stop looking at it like it's always going to be that. Yeah. Evolution yeah. is a mystery, right? Like the yeah. theme song said. So that's no, where no, I'm no, with women's wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's a key thing. There, there's a lot of fear, I think, today because of this the stuff Ember Moon put out there about that two-hour class about being sexy. That people are like, oh, my God, they're going back to the Divas era. And yes. like that is such an overreaction to me because, hell, we know they ain't changing that PG rating. So <laughs> there is room. I look at it like this. We, we've had the change, like you said, the four, four horsewomen era to a lot of wrestling, to women main event in WrestleMania, to doing every gimmick match under the sun. We've done all that, and that ain't going anywhere. There's room for some sizzle, and sizzle's fine. And I think that's all that's happening is they're balancing out some sizzle to go along with the steak that they're serving us. There's room for both. There's room for both. And I, I don't think there's any need to worry and be in this panic that we're, we're bringing back the butterfly title. Though I still make advocate that even Marie should have been the person doing that as a great bit of gimmick right there. <laughs> that would have been crazy when she came back, that she brought that back. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, Why y'all got to kill the end of the show by bringing oh her up? Don't kill oh the end of the show. Oh, oh my God. That's amazing booking. <laughs> oh man. Well then, then now do it. We'll just, you brought up steak. So let's stick a fork in it. That'll do it for tonight's episode. <laughs> Of the Big O Belt Wrestling nice. Podcast. Um, folks, we want to hear we want to hear your thoughts and comments on everything we talked about tonight. Uh, you hit us up on the Twitter, uh, each one of our individuals, Will, uh, Damien, or at Big O Belt. 
um, and let us know your thoughts about the conversations had tonight. Again, I can't trust enough. I hope it doesn't come come off, especially me really ranty. I just want to see the folks that I've been seeing all this time working as hard as they do to just really get a chance to show the world how special they are. And like the crazy thing is, like Willow's really good, but until you see her on the independent scene, like I I eat Battle Club this weekend, uh, last weekend, which uh, last week because it's during the week on Wednesday. In a phenomenal match, by the way, uh, against uh, Janai Kai and um, and uh, Jordan Blade. It's like you go there because you know you're going to get exactly who that person is, and you see him on television. And you're just like, yes, that's my person. Oh, that was just why the they name. do them like that. Yeah, right. yeah. Why they why they do them like that? <laughs> that? That rug gets pulled out quick. That rug Man. gets pulled out quick yeah. on national TV. <laughs> Man, just, that's all. I just want. I just want to see these folks just get get the the good attention that they get. So, like you know, folks can really see how talented these women are. So that's my rant. But anyway, I just hope it comes off as constructive criticism and 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 obviously fandom because we want.